0: This podcast was produced by Sean Western Media.
1: From a dimly lit cupboard somewhere in England, two people chat about communications and sometimes they chat about other things. Welcome to From the Comms Cupboard. In your experience, is it difficult to find a job as as a comms professional these days? Let me answer my own question. I'll go home then. Recently... I think you mentioned in uh, one of our episodes that you fell into the job. Hmm, I did. Is that how most people find comms, or is it different these days?
0: I think I think I did say in that that episode when I was at school, I would never have known it was a career or a job. So maybe maybe they do. Maybe we'd have. To, maybe that's the listeners to tell us: did they fall into it, or did they set out to? Go for this high-flying communications oh, okay. role.
1: Write in, please. But I suppose for the, for the benefit of this episode, let's pretend we've already we're already in comms, and we want another job in comms mm. somewhere else. Is it hard to find
0: that job? One of the things I feel like I've noticed is actually the jobs are less have less clarity maybe than they had before because I think communications, as we've sort of discussed on all these different podcasts that we've done, there's lots of different types of communications roles you know ranging from you know internal comps to media relations to um event management all these different things that people do un- under that banner and i think one of the one of the big changes is that people expect you to be a bit of a jack of all trades sometimes it feels like there's less wanting a single professional that's incredible at their job you look at that job description and there's god this is eight jobs yeah that, that seems to be something it's unfair, a bit now it's unfair hmm I think you you see in that more, and I think certainly in, in internal comms, I guess because that's where where I am. You know, they want you to be a videographer, they want you to be a podcaster, they want you to be a designer, they want you to have all different sorts of skills. You know, you want to be an incredible writer, you need to re- manage events, which is fantastic. But they're all separate professions. They're, they are all separate professions. So I think my one thing would be to say, you kind of have to know a little bit about how to do different things. Hmm. So. Is it tough to get a job in comms? I think it is. Because maybe you can go into an interview you know, and you can only do half of what they're actually asking of that job. But they might not want you to do all those things anyway. That's
1: true, but it's a shame if you were someone that went to the job
0: interview and you've
1: had 20 years experience. You may be 40-something. Mm. You think, yeah, I'm pretty good. I, I probably nail this job. And you get there and you find that they give it to someone because they know how to use Final Cut Pro or Adobe Audition. Mm. And they gave it to them based on the fact that they know how to use that bit of software yeah. because they want the jack-of-all-trades and yeah. they miss out on that person who's got 20 years' experience of actually making your business mm. better in terms yeah. of communications.
0: That's a shame. But is, is there a shout-out to say, as a professional of anything now, you really do need to keep learning and keep understanding the different aspects because I, I would say communications, one of the professions that's most impacted by technology and then move to digital. Mm. And if you think being a communicator is just about being a good writer. Oh, I'm a fantastic writer. I'm a storyteller, which is super important. But they're only facets of a larger picture of you
1: yeah. as a communicator.
0: Because you kinda need to know how other people want to take it. You might be fantastic at writing a, a newsletter or a you know a company magazine, but maybe those things don't exist anymore. Do you think we're valued enough as
1: internal communications professionals? Mm. Do you think we're valued enough by the business to be able to
0: differentiate differentiate ourselves from someone with only two years' experience? Yeah, I think I, I do think yeah, you know, and I think internal comms as a profession is certainly growing in stature within organisations, and I think you see are seeing more heads of internal comms and directors of internal comms that are sitting more at board level or working with directly with senior managers. I think that is seen as a really important profession. What changed? Good question. I think maybe lots of people were having issues. With engagement, with general communication? I think a lot of things have changed. I guess we had maybe the professionalisation of internal comms, and I think a lot of people really leading the way and showing the value of internal comms. And also being able to manage it and show the impact it has for businesses. And I think that's probably what's changed. You know, it's moved away from being something that's just seen as an administrative role into something that really is helping a business to grow and impact the bottom line as well. Are more experienced people uh, simply going to do the same things
1: each time? Or, Or do these days you have to demonstrate your ability to learn, like
0: you said, keeping in touch with new technologies? Is that more important these days? I think it is. I think you've got to show that you're interested in it, even if you can't do it. Because, we, you know, we there are people who are super professional at those things as well. You know, we have great videographers and designers and all those people have are great professions as well. And we should be using those people as well, you know, because internal comms people should be focusing on strategy and delivering into, you know, delivery of internal comms opposed to creation of content as well. So, um Yeah, but I think it is important that you know how to use those and the value of those things Not pretend. (laughs) Yeah, but we all pretend at some point, don't we? (laughs) Well, speak for yourself.
1: So in terms of um, actual looking for the jobs then, with you probably rightly saying that businesses really see the value in internal communications now, has that made it so much more competitive out there?
0: Yeah, I I think it is a very competitive market. At the moment, I'd say one of the things you want to do then is be quite open about what you can't do as well. So by hiring me, you're not getting a videographer, but you are getting someone who's really good. And I think it goes back to your point about someone who's got twenty years of experience. They need to show, really articulate the way that that will help an organisation. Mm. But be open that you can't do things.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: because actually you tell them because some pe- sometimes people don't know what they're looking for. That's why you see those job adverts with all this like massive array of. Points of things that they want you to do because they don't really know what they're looking for. No. So I think if you've got the experience, you need to show how that will help their business, as opposed to, oh, sorry, I can't use Final Cut Pro.
1: Yeah. And don't blag it. Those interviews where people blag that mm. they know something. And then you come undone within the first three months. Ma- if you if you manage to make it through your what did they call it the something? probation. The probation period. If you manage to make it through that you've done really well. But it also means that whoever's looking after you for your probation period really didn't test you on the things you said you knew. Yeah. You'll get found out. You will get found out.
0: God, that was spooky. I
1: felt it's good like to myself.